0: And now rate that album season three with Paul Muadib and Joe Freming Two guys who know stuff. Welcome to the first annual
1: No, nope, 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 there's no first annual, Paul. There's no such thing as first annual. This is the
0: inaugural. Fine. (laughs) Welcome to the first inaugural. Is there a first inaugural, Joe? That seems
1: redundant, Paul. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Inaugural uh, implies. Okay, fine.
0: (laughs) Welcome to the inaugural. Rate that album. Halloween spook there <laughs> Day, take three hi right, joe how you doing buddy <laughs>
1: i am doing just fine paul feeling fine
0: feeling fine feeling fine yeah buddy uh so we've decided that we were gonna do the halloween albums and just make a big long thing today so um i will put in the description where one review ends where the next one begins we are going to do my pick uh which was uh tribulations children of the night album and joe what was yours because we actually didn't announce yours last time
1: yeah yeah we took a a week off uh you know we just uh, sometimes we just need to rest a little bit paul Uh, Both of us have uh, busy lives, so but Mm -hmm. my pick is, uh, I think, very apropos for this month. Uh, It is October Rust by Type O Negative.
0: Yes. So we'll start with Tribulation. I will put in the description the point where the Type O Negative uh, review begins. So if you're interested, if you, you know, Want to jump right to the typo negative because you're a big typo negative fan. You can go there if you're from Sweden and you're a giant uh, tribulation fan. Uh, <laughs> because as we're going to get into, there's kind of some complications, I guess, here in the States. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll go there. But, um, Joe, this is the inaugural spooktacular. I don't know about you, but we kind of talked about it. Halloween is my Christmas for most people. Yeah, what about I, you?
1: I love Halloween. I love it. It's it's fun. It's horror movies and fucking candy. It, it's, it's the best. It's the best. It's one of those holidays where there's no real pressure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? Like Thanksgiving and Christmas have like this family pressure where you have to put on the air. Halloween, we just kind of get to have fun yes that's my i love halloween i love it i love it so much and i love torturing my other friend joe brown on the joe down with halloween month because he hates horror movies and i love them
0: yeah you know uh me too i'm a big horror fan um and i've actually went back and through the Wayback machine which i, uh, I don't think that's around anymore actually maybe it is but uh, I went through like an internet archive thing and I found the fan edit of Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me that meshed the missing pieces into it. Ooh. And, how was uh, that? Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's I'm so, sure. so good. Yeah.
1: I'd imagine
0: it's too bad. Lynch doesn't believe in
1: director's cuts. Uh, I would love to see that, but Yeah. 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 I want it. I'll see it eventually. I just wish there'd be official version, but again, David Lynch, the cut you get is the cut you get. That is his director's cut.
0: Yes. Um, it is his director's cut. I will say it's really cool to watch together. Um, it's very seamless. Uh I don't know if the person did some cleaning up um because it's an older fan edit or if they just Put it out like right away when all the high def stuff but you can like with a lot of edits so for example i've seen a fan edit of dune of david lynch's dune and it's all oh, like an almost four four and a half hour version of it and you can definitely tell when the other stuff i can f- comes in i can explain why it,
1: the the <clears throat> the fire walk with me Uh, the deleted scenes for fire walk with me, the missing pieces didn't exist until the Blu-ray era Mm. and Lynch, you know, cleaned that up as the missing pieces. That is probably why there, the the quality is seamless because he remastered those at the same time he remastered all the twin Peaks stuff for the, the complete box.
0: That makes sense. Um, and yeah, you know, and I think I told you, I have the Z to a box set, um, unopened still. Um, and so just this time of year, like, you know, they're February is obviously twin peaks month, um, for obvious reasons, but this month, for whatever reason I was feeling that, I'm like, you know, I want to watch the fan edit. And so I was able to find it again and watch it. And I always just enjoy the shit out of that because it does feel more complete. <laughs> not that, not that it didn't beforehand, but it definitely, um, I, I, it makes it, you could tell where, like, there was studio interference in a way, in not studio, but you know what? I, you, you and I know the tribulations of what was yeah. Firewalk with me. And with the missing pieces added to it, it does make it feel more complete. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, that's well, while
1: you were watching that this month, Paul, I watched Tammy and the T Rex.
0: Ooh, now that's the one with uh, Whoopi Goldberg, right? Nope. Nope, no, it's uh, Denise Richards'
1: first movie oh. with a young Paul Walker who uh, gets uh, his brain put into an animatronic t- Tyrannosaurus Rex.
0: Wow, what is the Whoopi movie I'm thinking with the dinosaur... Um theodore rex i'm thinking yeah. of theodore rex yes because there was tammy with the tx there was theodore rex and then there was roller gator and dinosaur city i think that all came out at the same time or around the same time like and Press then there was Park. like Prehisteria go Press on
1: spark was a game changer in cinema paul <laughs> except yeah. the knockoffs were real bad
0: <laughs> real bad i mean I, well is it Mac and me bad?
1: <laughs> oh, it was bad. It was, it, it was not good. Uh, Shudder had like the R rated version or whatever. I guess it came out as like a PG PG 13 movie in the nineties. And then the R rated version shutter put up. So yeah, it's, it's very bizarre.
0: Crazy, sir. Yeah. Now, did you end up getting the trauma app? Nope. Okay. Cause they have what they called, um, uh, oh, let me pull up here. What? A what, uh, Tromaween. They have Tromaween and they have some amazing things picked out for Tromaween. Um, we're talking uh, Mother's Day um, basket case two, three, and four. I didn't know there was a basket case four. <laughs> and I should know if there's a basket case four. Um, yeah, just some really fascinatingly um, terrible um halloween movies that are just uh, when i say terrible they're better than some of the things that are out there right but it's just that wonderful schlocky b great so i've been checking that out normally i also do Halloween. Halloween felt very light this year i don't know if they just couldn't get the rights to shit or what's going on there but
1: it's good rights for horror movies pop up real high around october so that's why a lot of streaming services don't carry a lot of them so
0: now i'm gonna ask probably the dumbest question i've ever asked you in my life uh was tammy in the t-rex for the joe down
1: nope nope that Holy was just on, my, no. on my own that was just on my own oh uh, yeah yeah oh. sometimes sometimes i just go on shutter and i just roll the dice man
0: oh oh, yeah. oh. all right oh christ all right joe well Happy fucking Halloween, everybody! <laughs> <Joe's> over here, <laughs> getting a treat. <laughs> oh, yeah, the
1: the dark of darkness of our our lives, Paul.
0: <laughs> Wasn't that Tammy a... And the T-Rex. <laughs> Tammy and the T Rex? Tammy and the T. Dude, I, I guarantee. Okay, do me a favor. Find Roller Gator. And do a comparison and tell me which one was worse. I'm not doing that, Paul. <laughs> All right, fair enough, because I got the answer for you already. It was Roller Gator. Um, so <laughs> let's, let's get into this. Let's get into
1: Children of the Night, Paul. Yeah,
0: <laughs> by Tribulation. Joe, what did you know of Tribulation prior to uh, this pick? Absolutely nothing, Paul. I am not surprised. I knew absolutely nothing. So... Halloween being the thing that it is, and again, we use this podcast a lot of times to not only showcase the things that we like, but as you and I have done as uh, Porridge Radios, I think the most recent one, something where we didn't listen to and didn't know about – we like to introduce ourselves to new things. Um, So I went and looked for um, – I think I explained this, but maybe I didn't. Every Halloween, I have a Bluetooth speaker that I put on my ledge outside my house, and I usually pump through – um, I have a Castlevania playlist and I wanted to do something a little bit different this year. So I was looking for Halloween theme albums, not like the schlocky, like if you go on um, YouTube music or whatever, you know, you find like haunted, like Halloween music, and it's a lot of times like just uh, ambient um, sounds that like you put like in a haunted house. I wanted actual music. And this album kept popping up. On every list I looked at. And I was like, I've never heard of this band. I don't know anything about it. So that's why I picked it. The reason why we really don't know much about them is they've never really been big over here in the States. They're a Swedish heavy metal band um, from Arvika that formed in 2005. In 2009, they released their first album called The Horror. Uh, Their second album was Formula of Death. Released in 2013, that's quite a jump in time for a lot of bands from their first to their second albums. Then they went right to um, 2015's "Children of the Night." I was try- like, their IMD page has nothing, nothing at all. Um, and one of the interesting things that had I had to go around, and I had to look for things, and I found a um, interview. And it's really interesting because apparently one of the members of the band is involved in this heavy metal magazine and they have a big disclaimer like, hey, we know that there's some (laughs) um, insider baseball going on here, but really this is a good thing. And they released um, uh, their new album uh, last year, 2021, called Where the Gloom Becomes Sound, but one of the big things that happened between 2015 and now is their founding member guitarist and songwriter jonathan holton and i'm gonna guess that's i'm pronouncing that completely wrong um left the band and they were kind of in turmoil on what they were going to do if they were going to continue what was going to go on uh, there isn't a lot of information about why he left the band uh, there's really not a whole lot out there um, with this band. And it seems like outside of the U.S., there seems to be a lot of accolades for them. Like they want to Grammys and things like that. But when you look at reviews of in the States, there's not a lot of love for this band. So it's really fascinating. I, I really would try digging more into the dynamics of it. But at the end of the day, it really was difficult to do and find. And I don't really know what that is. I I have to assume that it's going to be one of the big things that you and I have a complaint with. I'm going to guess with the album as we get into it. Um, So, Joe, let's start with your first impressions that we listen to the album. Uh, When you hear Swedish death metal band, does this fit?
1: Uh, Kind of. Um, I actually really enjoyed this album and I really don't care for almost all of Swedish death metal. So that was kind of like red flag number one, mm-hmm. I guess not really a red flag cause I enjoyed it, but it was like, what stood apart was, uh, it didn't seem and feel like typical Swedish death metal to me. It felt more, mm-hmm. it was more of an ambiance in this album for me, mm-hmm. uh, more, uh, atmosphere, than typical swedish death metal so that's kind of what and then and you know my biggest gripe of death metal in general are vocals yes it sounds like somebody's puking on puking up glass Uh, the vocals didn't uh bother me yeah well yeah everything about this was kind of like uh you know not the norm for me
0: (sighs) and i think that's one of the big things like again you hear um you hear Swedish chest metal and I think especially here in the states we have a particular idea where our head goes um, and I don't think this checks the box so i'm going to assume that that's one of the things that did it but there was something else with this album i did find myself enjoying this way more than i thought i was going to um which was very pleasant Um, there's a lot of things on here i really like um there are some gripes that i have i think my biggest gripe is that i don't think one song in this goddamn album is less than fucking six and a half minutes um (laughs) which does get uh a little trying as you get through um but one of the things that i'm gonna go back to ice nine kills that didn't work for them that works for me in this one is the transitions there's a lot of movements but where those felt forced to me with ice nine kills or abrupt they're very what i think is organic in a lot of these songs here would you agree joe
1: yeah yeah uh for me the whole album felt like one piece in a sense and there's a lot of things like yeah, the changes were organic. They felt uh, earned and more, more thought out, and made it feel more like classical in the changes, like more like classical music mm-hmm. I think, than Ice Nine Kills, which felt like it was just jump jump scares, but like the audio version of that.
0: Right, right. Just jarring transitions.
1: Yeah, jarring transitions, and like yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those of- can work. Uh, it just For ice nine kills, it it didn't work for me. And here, again, it just felt like one giant piece for me. And it was like I loved it. I just loved it, like every minute of it. It was just like uh, I wish more death metal was kind of like this.
0: Agreed. (laughs) If you
1: you know a little more, even just like you know, just little uh, adding little effects, like say like a wind sound. Just kind of bring it, and like the organs, you know, kind of makes it feel like a Halloween album. That shit goes a long way, man. It goes a long way on studio albums.
0: Yeah, it it, it goes a long way. And I think one of the things that I really enjoyed with this as well is the lead singer Johannes Anderson. Um, it has, I think, a innate talented voice for this genre and for the style of music that they do like there is uh, a a puzzle piece here and I feel like in this album at least and again I don't really know their other stuff but it goes beyond just like heavy metal right like this is there's gothic rock in here there's psychedelic rock in here um and his voice where I feel like with a lot of them a lot of heavy metal, it's a lot of like f- like you could tell it's that forcing. And um with this one, it feels like this is a natural spot for his voice um for the most part through the album. And it blends well. Um, really, really well with what they're doing. Uh I guess we should just kind of dig into it. Let's start yeah, with I would
1: agree. I would agree. Uh yeah, I would agree with that. Um well, yeah, let's dig into it. Cause like, but that also is kind of my gripe with the album, too, with the vocals is uh, since it all kind of sounds the same, it's hard to differentiate the tracks.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Because
1: yes. I ran into that with Julie Cruz, and like, that's just what happens when you encounter an artist and stuff that really just kind of stick mm-hmm. to a certain thing. Yes. It really makes it difficult, especially to review. It's not difficult to listen to. This is a very... Uh, for a death metal album, it's almost kind of dreamy.
0: Yes. Yes. Oh, that's so a great word for it.
1: It works. Uh it, it just for our purposes, it makes it fucking difficult.
0: It does. It it really well, you know, like for example, and I think some people maybe got offended uh from our album way back when when we did um uh, Kate Bush and I made the comment of it's was easier when I broke it up and it's not because when I'm listening to it, it's because we're doing it for a review. Like we're paying attention to every little thing and that's kind of what's happening. I do agree with you here. When I was, there was a point where I just put my car and I wasn't even going to worry about it. I had like had the radio turned down. because I was taking a, a work call and I kind of came back and I, I space, you know, I, I spaced the fact that we were doing a review. It was a long work call and I was just listening to it for listening to it, and I was like, oh, this is really good. And I'm like, oh, shit, I got to review it. And now I'm methodically listening to it. And it does change the dynamic
1: 100%. Yeah, it'd be like reviewing a jazz album. <laughs> you know, it'd it just be, it's tough. It's like a certain type of thing that's just kind of tough. But, you know, I did really enjoy this. So let's get, let's go, let's go into the tracks. Uh, it's Again, it's going to be hard for me to differentiate. Uh, I'm sure you'll be able to fill in some blank spots for me. So let, let's get
0: into it. I think we're both going to be in this problem, but let's get into it. Well, I'm putting uh, it all on you, Paul. Okay, fair enough. And it, it was my pick. So we got Strange Gateways Beckons. And I think this is a great setup for the album. Um it,
1: great it, opening track, it, 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 especially for a Halloween. We're doing Halloween month. Mm-hmm. This, is song, this is a Halloween song.
0: This is a Halloween song. this is
1: and the wind sound, like fuck. Chef's mm-hmm. kiss, man. Like they they nailed it.
0: Yeah. No, 100%. Like, I knew right away when I was listening. I'm like, okay, I like when that first track opened up, I was like, I know why this is on all the lists, and this is great. And the vocals, you can understand what he's singing and saying. That's again, that's one of my big complaints with heavy metal. I know there's a time and place for ones that don't work. I mean, that, that, that don't, you can't tell what they're saying. It's just to go and be a, um, a an instrument of itself to make the music but here especially the sound with the halloween thing beckoning the children of the night the spirits of the undead and the lesser lights now the time has come to reach out we must heed their calls when strange gateways beckon it's really good
1: <laughs> yeah it's oh, fucking good. Great. I, I i was a little relieved honestly when <laughs> this This is how the first track went because I was like, you know, even if it goes downhill from here, like at least I have one song that I really enjoyed because, again, death metal is not my genre. It just Mm -hmm. it's it's just not what I gravitate to. So I was pleasantly surprised by this.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't. And I think, again, this is probably why it didn't and doesn't do well here in the States is because it's not your typical death metal. You hear death metal bands, you go, "I know what I'm getting into." You put this in, and it's 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 the Misfits on crack, but with fucking uh Vandergut writing the lyrics. It's weird.
1: Yeah, it's um, uh, but it's a weird thing too because metalheads are like some of the most open-minded, close-minded people.
0: I know it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> it's like it's, it's, so it's so the bizarre. weirdest
1: dynamic. <laughs> I just I don't. I'm not even going to pretend to understand it. Like metalheads, I love you, but you're fucking weird.
0: Mm-hmm. Now we got Melancholia, oh. uh, which is another one. I, you know, throughout these things, this one had a riff I really liked. That it, it's such yeah. a good riff, and the movements, the actual movements, the classical going from. You know the different places, and whoever's the pianist on this album as well is is, is unsung hero. There's Uh, a piano on this. There's (laughs) there's a piano, and it's good. It's a gothic piano. I don't want to make it just like it's fucking Elton. No, this is like gothic. Phantom of the Opera. Honestly, Paul. Now I'm
1: thinking like an Elton John style piano and death metal would be fucking amazing.
0: Fucker, I took a drink. Um, <laughs> it's the pinball wizard. <laughs> <laughs> the bitch is back. <laughs> the bitch is back. <laughs> Hold me closer, Tony Danza. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny dancing. <laughs> Hold me through the night, Dan uh, <laughs> Oh, great.
1: Now we're going to get hit with a copyright. <laughs>
0: Our first strike, we're real YouTubers. Um, so you no, know, this was a great one. And again, the lyrics, it drips Halloween, mm-hmm. ephemeral soundscapes, everlasting beauty and despair, spirits slipping out from my dreams, uh ephemeral landscapes melancholy lingers in the air nostalgia spilling forth from my dreams my mind is a staircase i'm going up and beyond i'm falling down black pools i travel through time i am just getting vincent price level vibes and it's wonderful
1: absolutely it's uh yeah uh it's uh this is a fantastic like not only just like a metal album that you know again like I'm just it's not I like metal again. There's so many subgenres of metal that whatever, but like this is like this w- was pleasantly surprising. Like I was like I can listen to this and not be like really annoyed because I can't understand the, the lyrics. And I, I truly appreciate. It. I wish more was kind of like I mean this is they're on my playlist now, Paul, because like I want to listen. Yeah.
0: Because they're good, they're good people. I did good. I did good bringing this one. Aha! Uh-huh, this makes people up- listen Let's- to tribulation. God damn it! Yeah, <laughs> this is a tribulation. God damn it, Joe. <laughs> and yeah, let I me mean, bring out Gilmer solo album. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> let me get uh, the dreams of the dead. Now, this is where I got a little concerned because it is starting to kind of, as a review standpoint. I'm going. Oh, this is going to be difficult. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Because this is when it hits me. Like, this is it. This is all we're really getting throughout this entire album. Is yeah, it's
1: perfect for this album, but like for reviewing, it, it, there's just not a lot of. Uh, again, it, it it's just like it doesn't. Nothing really pops out. It it just blends, and that that's fine because it's. It's what this album's doing, and I love it. It's just, it's hard for us to review it.
0: Yes, but we're going to punch forth. Um, instead of punching down, we're going to punch through. Um, this one, again, um, the, what stood out to me with this one, getting away from the vocals a little bit, uh, although the lyrics, again, are still very good, is, again, the movements, and how the movements flow in a way that I'm like, man, these guys are really talented. To the, the sit there and... Take these and make these feel like organic movements instead of the jarring movements that I sometimes feel with um longer runtime death metal songs. Um open the floodgates in the womb of the world to the dreams of the dead, ride the storms or the seas of the chaos world in the dreams of the dead. Like that just screams giallo to me. Like Italian giallo horror. Um uh, you know uh balto and all that stuff um it's just it's fantastic um really enjoyed it um but again lyric i mean you you yeah and then then wins the next one kicks in then wins and i'm like yep. <laughs> yep
1: this is like yeah this is this is what it's gonna be yep and that's when i started panicking about what the fuck we're gonna talk about yep yep i did the same thing joe um <laughs> that moment of dread where you're just like oh shit we
0: got to talk about it like i'm enjoying
1: it but we got to figure out what
0: the fuck we got to we gotta figure out how to make this entertaining for you guys to listen to hey
1: everybody we were
0: talking about Elton John being in death <laughs> that was something <laughs> but and the jets <laughs> um winds take me on i wring my body to lose control through the music violence i bear my soul ill will is the fuel that has the flow the opposition the friction that allows minds to grow my god man it's like poe like this guy's a really strong lyricist yeah he creates a lot of great imagery and again
1: (laughs) poor radio take a take a songwriting credit from even death metal like not a whole lot of eyes and me's and you's
0: in this that's for sure uh, you know i'm looking at it and i've got the lyrics of me and th- the thing is there is but it's there's a lot more of other things again there's a way to break the glass i found a hole in the black mass there's a place where one will learn to see to glimpse the vast like, fuck man, that's this guy needs like I I, I I picture like dancing on like beat night poetry night. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, You yeah. <laughs> know? Uh, like people, yeah, he's so deep. Um, uh, but it's so good. Um that exactly that, but saying like I am or my me, my, my, me, me, my, my, and then going into something else, then going back to the me, me, I, I, my's does not take away from the fact that you still have the I, I, me, me eyes. This is, yes, take a take a songwriting credit from this guy, a class, and learn how to do it. Um, and again, the piano, I, I just, I love, I love it. I love, I love it. Um, next we get... Uh, what was that, now, Paul? Uh, we get... Uh, <laughs> Excuse me? Uh, uh, I didn't quite catch that, Paul. Uh, <laughs> This is not a real word. Thank the fuck Christ. I looked this up, and even the guy doing another review of this album was like, this is not a real word. I don't know how they want us to pronounce it. I'm thinking it's pronounced this way, but I could be really wrong. This is an instrumental, and my God, I listened to this song. The first time I listened to I actually restarted it. Yeah, was that's like, my I,
1: favorite song on the album. I, ironically, the one that neither of us can pronounce. I'm just going to call it.
0: Yeah. Track five. Yeah, it's track five. It's an instrumental, and it is a strong Halloween-themed, dark, brooding, gothic, beautiful, sad soul of a song.
1: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! This is. Uh, yeah, I just I loved it. I was I was on board here. But again, it's all kind of bleeds into each other, so it's just like it's a whole piece in my mind. So it's mm-hmm. just. This is kind of like the, the instrumental break.
0: Yeah, and I think the fact of looking at the album front to back as a long piece of music is f- the way to go. Yeah. Joe, you and I, you know, we, we, we've we dabbled and, and said there's no such thing as the perfect album. And there isn't, just because there's always these little things. But when you look at what they accomplished here, it does feel like a masterpiece class of what would be, I mean, it, it, if you took away the, the vocals, I think this could truly have been made like 300 years ago. Um, you know, not with the electric guitars and things like that, but if someone had wrote this, this would be classical pieces of music that would be in the public domains sphere um for years. Yep. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. And the, I mean, I'm not just making that up. Like it is some high praise, Um, it's artistry. This
1: is fucking solid.
0: Yeah, it really, really is. But getting to the, to the lyrics again, um, blessed be the hand. This is for motherhood of God. Blessed be the hands who touches fire. Blessed be the death that takes you higher. Whatever your faith is, that verily is you, the crack in the skull, the knife that cuts you through holy blossom, sacred space, chthonic powers, uh, Descending Grace, Supreme Mother to the Orphans of God in the Shadowlands of the World, your deities abound. Obviously, it's a Cthulhu, uh, H.P. Lovecraft piece, and it is great. Um, then we move to Strains of Horror. Um, this one, I think, was a little stuttery, but still solid for what the themes it was giving. Um... Oh, the horror by dread I seize, the terror of my dreams released. I die and die yet again on my way towards my fate, the last of ends, the end of the tunnel I see, a faint glow far away calling me. I must squeeze myself through this narrowness towards the other side, striving, angst, and a sudden empowerment, and I am through. Really great, just again, visual telling the story and making this creepy, uh, ca- uh, claustrophobic sense of death. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Another one I really like, number eight, holy libations. Yes, uh, this was good. This, this was, is a I great can... song.
1: Yeah, we we're like pretty much on the same page with the <laughs>
0: <laughs> we really are. We really are, Joe. You know? <laughs> that does not happen often. Um no. especially ones you and I have never listened to um like before. We usually have like wide varying tastes on it. Um this is such a great song. And again, if I remember correctly, the piano in here kicks in. There's almost like a piano solo type part, and it's so gorgeous.
1: Yeah, it's, again, it's hard for me to differentiate a lot of this. I'm glad you were able to sit down and uh, be able to do that. Because, right? I again, I, I see it as like one giant piece. And, but yeah, this is, it's all fantastic. I just, again, it's hard for me to <laughs> throw in my two cents damn it sorry
0: oh. sorry joe uh lyrics for this one i catacombs i dance the dance of death i run away from fear and tilio tambor was that so where do we go from here we are naked in the darkness we are one yet there is salt uh salterity um, solitary in the vast expanse of mind the threshold to eternity we find ourselves wandering through the pastures of arcadian splendor we are going through time before to the time before time remember through the vastness of time alone through the vastness i climb alone ever closing in on the shadows the strange attractor our return to a paradise that we have lost so great um, which then slides into Claudia Provonis, which is another instrumental, which is again another solid fucking instrumental, Joe.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm a sucker for instrumentals, mm-hmm. especially when I struggle with the vocals. But you know, I didn't struggle with the vocals as much on this album, like I said. But man, I would love. I, you know, I like the vocals, but I would absolutely kill for a. Uh, an instrumental version of this whole album.
0: Yeah, much like um, we talked about with the this mortal coil. This mortal coil. Yeah, Elena yeah, tears. Yeah, and then we get music from the other side, which originally is the end of the album. Um, and get solid, great way to end the album. Uh, you know, the last four lines of the of of the lyrics: death, silence, life, the sky. Like it just kind of punctuates it, um, which. And the version I listened to, Joe, I'm thinking you would listen to the same one where you had the bonus tracks, the two bonus tracks on it, uh, which had 100 years, which was a Cure cover.
1: Nope. I only had music from the other. That's where it ended.
0: Okay. So I will will tell you, I I am a big Cure fan. Um, It's hard for me when someone does it. I like the way they do it, but I struggle with if you're going to do something gothic or like The Cure, something as timeless as The Cure or as memorable as The Cure, you better goddamn have a different way of making it more impactful. And I just that didn't match my criteria. Um, Then there was Laudium Dreams. I'm glad these were bonus tracks. And I think, I, you know, this for me, it was really these last two tracks where it fell apart. But knowing that they were bonus tracks, it was kind of like, okay, whatever. So I'm just going to stop right there and I'm just going to say, let's leave it for music from the other. Um, that is the um, uh, the the thing. I, I It didn't do well here in the States. I mean, I never seems, heard of this it album. It seems
1: weird. I mean, it's so well produced. It it's is. well so well performed. Is it because... Did they not tour the States? Like, is that something that they were just not able to do?
0: I don't know. I mean, Decibel, which is a music uh, source I'm not familiar, a magazine, a heavy metal magazine that's kind of an underground one, gave it nine and a half, nine out of 10. Pitchfork gave it an 8.4 out of 10. Sputnik Music gave it 4 out of 5. But, yeah. that's, but that's all who <laughs> reviewed it. Um, So I don't know if they couldn't come out here, like if they didn't have the money for it. Um, You know, Pitchfork called it the number two on their best heavy metal albums of 2015. Spin Magazine later, down on the road when they're doing a thing, put this in the top, number six, on the top 20 best metal albums of 2015. So either 2015 was a banner fucking year for heavy metal music or... or you know i i i I don't get it like this should have gotten way more things and the only thing i can think of was that um it may be because the album it's the album itself the title the creatures of the night children of the night people uh there's speculation of oh that's a nod to uh to uh kiss
1: oh, oh. the creatures of the night <laughs> yes
0: yes yes why would
1: you do a nod to that album <laughs>
0: That's... right right so just to give you an idea because i'm going through rolling stone top 20 album best metal albums of 2015 cloud rat ghost clutch deaf haven Lamb of God 7, which was a really good album. Slayer, Repently, Yeah, Slayer I'm came out.
1: With weirded that. out when Clutch is on metal album lists.
0: No, isn't They're that...
1: a great band? I've seen them live, but I just, I don't know if they're, I, I'd say they're more hard rock.
0: Yeah, have I've a lot
1: of jammy stuff too, which is, I top don't. Live. Yeah,
0: I'm weird. with you on that. It kind of feels like people throw them there because in order to make lists like this, like, oh, let's just throw this on here because I can call in that t- category.
1: I mean, I love clutch. Don't get me wrong, but it just seems weird. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. Then the Leviathan Revenge. Um, Napalm Death Apex Predator, which was easy meat, which was a really good album. Uh, Mets uh, Killing Joke Pylon, which was a really good album. Um, Boston uh, Royal Thunder, Baroness, Refuse, Iron Maidens, The Book of Souls came out that year, High on Fire, Tau Cross, Faith No More, Soul Invictus came out, and then Pale Emperor by Marilyn Manson came out that year. B- Rolling Stone does not have this on their list. Now, to compare it to Pitchfork, who did, uh, will do their top 20, uh, which was Pinkish Black. Vastum, high on fire, Kulan, walled city, the whole skepticism, um, Paradise Lost, Bostonagi, um, Parent, uh, Lockeren, uh, Sonhead. I'm p- totally fucking up a lot of these names here, and I yeah, I,
1: but, like, I think we get it. It's yeah, it's, it's a lot of
0: uh, barrenness. It seems like it's overlooked,
1: except for like hipster weirdos like us.
0: And must them must have been. I mean, you know, according to Pitchfork, Death Haven's New New Bermuda, which was a really it was a good album, it was a great album, is number one on that list. With Tribulation being behind that, where Rolling Stone put the Death Haven album far lower at number seventeen, the New Bermuda album. So, yeah, I I have to think that there was some kind of money issue or thing like that. Uh, on the on the table,
1: yeah. It might be so. tough to promote it or, or something. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this feels like this is right up everybody's alley in the states for metal. It, it feels like it should have a home. I loved it. I know a lot of people who are into metal would probably love it. So I'm just I'm so confused.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with you um, on that. So that was the, um, that was, uh, the tribulation album. Um, I would like to see these guys through, go through more. It will be interesting to see where they were at with now losing that strong, um, yeah. V- v- uh, leads, uh, songwriter.
1: Yeah. It's hard when you lose the visionary of your band. <laughs> It always
0: is. it's always an <laughs> uphill
1: battle. <laughs> like we've we've talked about it many bands. Yes. We've done many reviews when they lose the visionary. It's uh, it it doesn't always bowl. <laughs> does not always go well for people.
0: Uh no, it doesn't. Um Um, it, 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 I mean, what was what, the, the clash? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the clash. Um, momentary
1: lapse of reason.
0: Momentary, oh, God, don't. Gilmer. <laughs> God damn it, Gilmer, get your matches off my fucking album cover. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bud. Huh, so, oh, oh, oh.
1: one uh,
0: uh, on the inaugural rate that album. Halloween spooktacular. (laughs) Um, Joe, I am now going to take a step back, give my voice some time to rest and let you take over with your pick. Typo negative October rust. Take it away, sir.
1: Yeah. So I picked, (laughs) I, so I picked this album one because I haven't heard it in probably over 20
0: years, Paul, yeah me neither
1: so this was a big album when we were in high school god this album and everywhere. the album before it bloody kisses
0: bloody like, kisses
1: it, yeah yep and so i was like so i was like you know i haven't listened to that and they were kind of halloween-ish and you know whatever metal and very much of the theme of this so i was doing some uh research on them because i was like i'm like yeah they were popular in our high school but they probably weren't that big i was very wrong paul Bloody Kisses went platinum.
0: That does not (laughs) surprise me.
1: And October Rust went gold. Like so, I was just like, "Huh?" Like my memory of this band was very, uh, very just uh, wrong (laughs) where they were in pop culture.
0: No, dude, they were
1: this little popular band that everybody in St. Cloud liked because they played the Armory that one time that everybody, everybody but me went to.
0: That's right. That's right. That's right. They played the
1: Armory and then the next day everybody had
0: typo negative CDs and shirts. Mm-hmm. That's I forgot about that. Um I yeah, I you know what? You I missed it too. Um, so you
1: and I missed the classic typo negative concert of 96, I think. We
0: did. We or did 97,
1: now. might have been 97, I don't
0: know. I, I I will say in my defense, though, one thing I didn't miss was the classic um, uh, wonderful um, not a surf show at the job joint where my, my buddy who was booking Mitch convinced them it was a much larger venue than they thought they were getting into. <laughs> <laughs> they were not thrilled.
1: Oh, I'd imagine <laughs> So, yeah, so I went with this, and it's been, again, 20 years since I've heard this album, you know. Uh, a lot has happened in the 20 years. Uh, they released albums I didn't even really know about. Uh, uh, lead singer Peter, Peter Steele passed away in 2010. Yeah. Didn't know about that. Uh, I knew about that, yeah. Uh, the the girls I knew in high school all had a huge crush on Peter Steele. Oh and,
0: gosh, and yes!
1: Uh, but if you see his uh, if you see his picture in Playgirl magazine, you'll understand why.
0: Yeah, my my I think my my friend Jenny, she was all about them. My ex girlfriend uh, Ellen was all about them. Um, there was a couple other girls that you and I know that were all about typo negative and 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 steel. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He was he was. I mean, there's a f- you know there's several there's been a few guys here and there through over the years, and I will say that he was one of those just charismatic dudes. Oh yeah. That. He was easy on the eyes, like as a guy too. He's easy on the eyes.
1: I'd be hard pressed. I I, I haven't looked it up, but I'm pretty sure he was also the basis for uh, the lead singer in Metalocalypse's uh, Death Clock. He looks
0: just a splitting image of Peter Steele. I, I I'm I'm I would I believe he was a um. One of the influences the, the, yeah the
1: influence absolutely the influence yeah, yeah. the influence uh, yeah he has a very distinct voice uh, so the typo negative is basically a gothic metal doom metal industrial band uh started in the late 80s they're from new york you'd be uh, don't let the fake transylvania accents fool you <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Spectacular, <laughs> spectacular. Uh, so yeah, I decided to listen to him uh, for the first time in two decades, Paul. And I figured, what the hell? I'd rope
0: you in. on my name. Yeah, I'm 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 down for the ride. I want to be in your girl magazine. Yeah, no, I'm down. I'm down, dude. I'm, I'm, yeah. So <laughs> uh,
1: the we, So October Rust is. Uh, a little different from the... Uh, Bloody Kisses was more heavy metal, blah, blah, blah. Yep. I did not remember this going into it, but this is very much more
0: proggy and ballady. very prog. Very uh, i I do not remember the first two tracks. Uh, but I, remember being, I remember being thanked for buying the album Ball, <laughs> something that's
1: lost on the kids these days. I, I,
0: I don't remember that because I remember the music, but... Yeah, I, I don't remember being thanked for buying the album, but again, twice
1: you get thanked twice.
0: You get psyched, yeah, you do get thanked twice. You get thanked uh, at uh, the end at, at the end as well, which is an odd way of, um, hey, of you putting know what? It through. I appreciate yeah. being thanked for buying physical media. A hundred percent. And again, this was 1996, which is probably the the like I probably haven't listened to it since 1997.
1: Yeah, that's probably where I'm at with that. Yeah. So,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. yeah, so this is more uh, mellow, proggy, ballady, very, very, uh, you know, almost like, like, Victorian vampire vibes, like with the lyrics and the imagery. But so why don't we get into the...
0: 100%.
1: October Rust by Typo Negative, Paul. Yes. So... The first track is Bad Ground. It's a a joke track. It's just kind of feedback.
0: I was having Lou Reed flashbacks.
1: Yeah. yeah. Except Lou Reed didn't thank you for buying his albums. (laughs) No, he never would. (laughs) (laughs) Like table Negative's a little more stand-up New Yorkers. (laughs) They'll thank you for that. And that's another track, number two, is Untitled. It, It just... They talk about, like, you know, happy about the album. They're really high making it. You can tell because it's very <laughs> proggy, and I'm all right with that. Uh, it, they're like one of those weird bands that I can't really, you can't really fit them in a, in a especially this, especially this album. Maybe yeah. Album. This one's kind of hard to put in a box.
0: Because it's you know- all over. I I have a feeling, uh, you know, you and I talked about it with Danzig 3 when, you know, with a couple of the tracks was like they started getting the point where you just were doing what they wanted to do. And I feel like that this is the Bloody Kisses was the start of that. And then if I remember correctly, and then this really October Russ was like, okay, we're doing what we've made our money. We're doing our thing. We're going to start making the music we want to make.
1: Yeah, and they sure did. And it's wild to think that a vampire themed do metal band would go platinum
0: mm-hmm. in this day and age? Uh, that's just not gonna happen. That's n- it. Was a different time, folks. Yeah, it was we, were time. we were very spoiled in the nineties. We were very spoiled in the nineties, dude. We were very spoiled in the nineties. So,
1: yeah. Well, so let's start the album proper at track three. Uh, yeah, lo- it's "Love You to Death," which is kind of, kind of again, it's balladry and stuff. But uh, I would say solid start because again, there's a lot. Like Dan's egg, like Peter Steele had a, a real knack for pop
0: sensibilities. hundred percent. Yes. And I'll give you some of the lyrics here. Her hips move and I can feel what they're saying, swaying. Yeah. They say her- the beast inside me is going to get you, get you, get ya. Get ya get yeah. <laughs>
1: but he also does a lot of imagery. In her place, 100 candles burning. A salty sweat drips from her breast.
0: Yeah. And
1: black lipstick stains her glass of red
0: wine. Like... Again, I'm your servant. May I have your cigarette? Yeah. Yes.
1: It's a, it's creating very visual. You know?
0: uh, let's also let's also call this album for what it is. It's horny.
1: Oh, it's very horny.
0: <laughs> it's oh, a very horny, hor- horny album. Oh, I miss horny albums. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like in this day and age we live in a sexless, unhorny world where music is just plastic and sad. <laughs> Peter. That's why I actually
0: appreciate Cardi B. <laughs> yeah,
1: I do appreciate Cardi B and WAP and all and that. Wop, I cannot, oh
0: my God. You're wow, not that from rock
1: anymore. <laughs> no, no,
0: no, you're not. Rock, you is like,
1: rock is like being made by Unix now.
0: It's it's <laughs> sad. Yeah. I miss the emotion, whether it be horny, angry, whatever. Um, but yeah, this is a very, very horny album. As it should be,
1: as it should be, Paul. But yeah, it's a good, it's a good start to this album because again, it's really catchy. Mm -hmm. And and then we really get to the most explicit of the horniness next is with "Be My
0: Druidist." This is just fucking on vinyl. Oh man, like
1: <laughs> I needed a I needed to fan myself off a little. <laughs> <I> mean, are, <laughs> I it, like was listening, to this driving in the car. I'm like, oh boy, Ooh, I'm getting bled here.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's not quite girls of porn by Mister Bungle, uh, but it and, sure is something. Specific, like
1: two live crew, but yeah, that <laughs> Dude, uh, Peter Steele is one horny man.
0: Uh, uh, I mean, again, the cock the size of a fucking forearm, you're gonna be. Uh, (laughs) He's swinging a a sledgehammer down there. He and Peter Gabriel, like, sledgehammer. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Uh, (laughs) 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 Oh, (laughs) oof.
0: Oof. Yeah, um, this is like, you know. I don't even want to say. I'm not saying it, Paul. I'm not going to get there. I'm not
1: going to get that part.
0: But I will I will I will tease up to it. But if you guys really want to know, listen to the album. But lyrics such as I look deeply in your eyes, I smell your hair, caress your thighs, now I'll we'll make love by the firelight. A blaze so high it lights the night. Long fingernails dug in my skin. Yourself so wet invites me in. It just goes from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Woo! He was singing yeah. this for the groupies, by the way. Didn't work, Paul, huh? <laughs> I guarantee you. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call a spade a spade here. He, when this, I bet you, he would close the fucking sh- shows with this song. Would pick a girl <laughs> in the front three rows and sing it at her every fucking tour date, guaranteed as he guaranteed should. as he should for fuck's he... sake it was 1996 get your <laughs> dick strong uh, <laughs> all
1: right now we kind of take a left turn paul with Green yeah. we kind of like so this the themes in this album seem to be sex uh nature
0: nature weed what? i think i think it's weed a Maybe, lot of yeah,
1: weed sex and nature uh very kind of just paganish i guess Paganish. paganish, paganish been, is pagan is very good yeah yeah yeah. yeah. this was actually Green Man's my
0: favorite song. <laughs> it's so uh, good. It really it, is a great song.
1: Yeah, because it gets more rock in and it does, still keeps like the imagery, like Ottoman or flaming dress of orange brown, gold fallen leaves, my mistress of frigid night, I worship prey on my knees. Like he's like, you know, he can he could string a word and uh I like the instruments. I like so that I forgot how tight this album was musically. Mm-hmm. With, with like, you know, keyboards and, like, the guitars aren't overbearing, which is weird for a metal band.
0: Very weird for a metal band. But, But again, I think they were doing their own thing by this time, Joe.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. And... Plus, like, when I think of Green Man now, I think of Charlie from It's Always Sunny. Where's a skin-tight green? <laughs> 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 Lizard Man, am I standing in my own poop?
0: <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, no, and, and again, the you know, you talk about the pagan, you know, uh, life is coming to an end, so says me, my Wiccan friend. Uh, nature coming full circle, uh, winter's breath of filthy snow, frost paths up to the unknown, have my lips turned p- true purple, I'm the green man, the green man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Again, and it's catchy, that's the
1: weird part, is like you'd would, you would expect like maybe gothy and stuff like that to just be like, and what's considered like doom and what, to be kind of droning, and it does get like that, but it's still fucking poppy. Mm -hmm. it's weird man it's weird
0: yeah yeah it's it's different but it's there and it work it works but i the album it's like coming from something like tribulation where it's like such a amazing just piece of music throughout the entire thing which obviously this isn't going to be but there's some jarring discrepancies and i will say one negative that i do have and i struggle with with some bands like this Um, and typo negative was one of them is where the voice is that falsetto low. And I do kind of struggle with that a little bit throughout the entire album.
1: My book, vo- my problem with the vocals, it sounded like he had vampire teeth in when he was singing sometimes.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, like, so, I was yeah. kind
1: of distracting. Like he has, like, he had a solid enough voice that I don't think he really needed to rely on that. Cause that was kind of like a gimmick. Yeah, it was a gimmick, and that's my thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's what I think. But you know, I think is because he has a strong voice. It's, he does. It seems weird. It seems weird yeah. that they would lean into it because it is getting get a little distracting for me. You know, this is not a perfect album, but it, it's solid in its other ways. Uh, so let's get to Melania's Christmas el- song, "Paul Red Water Christmas Morning." Uh, this reminds me of Melania Trump's uh, blood red Christmas tree. Oh my
0: god, that's hilarious.
1: <laughs> like the whole time I was like just like listen to this something like Melania Trump. This is her Christmas song. This is while other people listen to Jingle Bell, she's listening, like she's listening to Red Water.
0: L- Lit water, she's fucking pounding her box wine.
1: <laughs> oh mistletoe i seeing ghosts.
0: <laughs> red water, glug, red water, glug, red water, chase them away, glug, 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 glug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a whatever song. I, I didn't didn't do yeah. much for me. No, uh, no, it's <laughs> it's fine. There's like
1: there's a few other ones on here that I feel the exact same way about Paul. Like I feel like maybe their ambition was too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and focus enough on it, and I feel like that was one of them. Like I like the theme. Yeah, I wish like the theme. Gone, wish it would have gone a, a little bit more into, you know, focused on a, a chorus or something.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent.
1: All right, well, uh, yep, this is it. Now, now, now let's get back into Hornyville. <laughs> with, uh, this was one of the singles, man. This was this was a big song, and this, mm-hmm. if you think about it, it's probably like. I can't remember like a poly song before this (laughs) maybe you know of one because this Uh, feels like a poly like a version of poly
0: like oh no no this is a poly song song. Uh, yeah
1: i'm not i I don't know enough but it feels like
0: oh yeah no this is this is this this is all
1: it's hilarious too but it's just this is we're back in Horn Dog town
0: <laughs> oh and again this was if i remember correctly a single that had like was on the a side and then there was like two weird bonus tracks on it if i remember correctly it was him on top of two girls uh for, it's the, the, for the triangle <laughs> yeah, it's the triangle <laughs>
1: this is a good song this is basically it is. it's uh My girlfriend's girlfriend, she looks like you. My girlfriend's girlfriend, she's my girl, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, um, let's get to it. Uh, They keep me warm on cold nights. We must be quite a sight in our meat triangle, all entangled. Wow. (laughs) Wow. yeah this was um this was a big track um a lot of people were like yeah (laughs) we're
1: on that right now we're we're doing it we're 40 years old we're we're over here like boobs
0: boobs (laughs) (laughs) boobs big dick boobs (laughs) Yeah. yeah it's I, I guess I remember this one being the one that people like this was the song they talked about off this album yeah. for better or worse I actually wonder if it was kind of a curse because this is kind of a jokey song in that I mean in that regards it's him being horny again it's something he put at the end of the night <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it became the most talked about song and I think this is, I honestly think this might be why it went gold instead of platinum because you have that if I remember October Rust was really when Typo Negative fans started to turn on Typo Negative. Um they they've they've gone soft, they've sold out, they're not, you know, blah blah blah. And it wasn't them, it was them going, "Look, we did what we wanted to do here. We yeah. stretched ourselves musically." They they basically were doing it it was an unsuccessful Radiohead maneuver where Radiohead was like, "Hey, we've done everything we can over here. Now we're going to go over here. We're going to rock it over here." Where Typo Negative I think faltered in that step because they didn't have enough of something that wasn't the hardcore metal people to keep the people that were interested in some of the more novelty stuff they were doing, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, kudos to them doing what they wanted to do. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yes. It's just like it just wasn't enough on here. It still – it went gold, so it's not like it, it fucking shit the bed. <laughs> it just – it, just, it did No. Go no, back, you know? no but,
0: it, but when you go from platinum – to gold, there's a misstep.
1: Yeah, you know? a lot of sophomore albums do that, though. True. This is their sophomore album. This is their fourth album, but uh, you know, they're for the big album. It's hard to follow up a big album. It Ray is. couldn't follow up the OK Computer. At the time, you know, if you remember Kid A and Amnesiac, people hated it.
0: Well, I remember like Kid A, people hated it, but Kid A sold well. Amnesiac sold for shit. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I mean. I think what happened was with Bloody Kisses, people were like, Oh, I I think you, you know, they started to make that shift. And I think some of the more hardcore fans, their first two albums were like, Ooh, this is a shift. I'm gonna wait and see what what people say about October Rust. And then when like, oh, it's more the same. I'm not gonna buy it. I think Metallica went through that with loaded and reloaded right people bought a bunch of loaded and like this isn't what we want metallica for we'll wait for reload and then the reviews for reload came out, like it's really just a b-side to load and a lot of the rub metal heads went fuck that i'm out pretty much pretty much yeah i think it's the same story here which is again do what you want to do you made your fucking millions you do what you want to do
1: exactly and and they did and i'm always glad when Like we've brought this up like with miley cyrus too like if you when you start straying and doing your own thing you get a lot more i get i have a lot more respect for that than doing the same old same old because that's what's expected
0: 100 percent. that's
1: what's what you're gonna get yeah and so we follow and again like like even the novelty song it's like zappa with his novelty songs it probably irked him a lot that you know why does it hurt when I pee and don't eat the yellow snow were his big hits, but
0: you know, when he had much more meteor tracks and, and things that were much more substance that he wanted to be doing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So now Joe, we have guy uh, with me.
1: <laughs> uh, this goes back. This is another one of those. I'm just like, okay. They
0: yeah. This is an okay
1: song. Me, honestly.
0: Yep. Yep. This one's a take it or leave it. It, it kind of felt like a filler song. Yeah, uh, I was like, "Yep, okay, we're getting to track eight. We're starting to get filler." Uh oh.
1: Yeah. yeah, and we get that with the next track, "Burnt Fall- Flowers Fallen. I mean, it, these are the, these are fine songs that just. Uh,
0: Apparently, his girlfriend's girlfriend got pissed at him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look, fuck, father. you relationships are tough enough with two people, I couldn't imagine a third. I,
0: it's 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 not something that I think I could handle emotionally in terms of um. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I get it. I guess I should say, I mean, I get it to a degree, but when you're having the meat triangles, that's always kind of a problem. Like, (laughs) and and to to be real, like with most poly, it's very separate. And I think that's where it works better. But once, you know, you get those guys and get those girls are like, I just want to have a fuck meat sandwich. And I think that's when you start to have the poly problems. Yeah. 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 You know, keep, keep, keep your baggage separate.
1: All right. Yep. I guess. I don't know. I have no idea. Follow that up with praise of Bacchus. The praise of Bacchus. Hey, Bacchus, she hates me. Hey, Bacchus, she hates me.
0: Yeah, she's still mad at him, Paul. Yeah, yeah. What's interesting to me is now I know Bacchus very well. Um, I went through my 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 Wiccan my magic phase, and I've never always. I wouldn't say I, 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 I've I've ever been completely out of it, but I'm also a man of science. Bacchus is the god of wine and debauchery. Like, why the fuck is he singing the Bacchus about her hating him and it being like a sad song? That's not what you sing the Bacchus about. You sing the Bacchus about getting hammered and fucking everything that moves. Yeah. Well, I think. It- He'd be singing to Bacchus, turn my girlfriend's girlfriend right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Bring a Bacchus in my girlfriend's girlfriend. Like now, you're living it, man. You're fucking Dionysus. You're fucking living it. Uh, yeah. No, no. This is this one. Like, I was like, Bacchus. Like, is he just name dropping fucking gods now? <laughs> yeah, it could be. I mean, who would? Most people probably wouldn't know the difference,
1: Paul. I wouldn't have known the difference. You know, it's just whatever. yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, fair enough. Vampire themed. Uh, Prog metal album. Ball, I'm not gonna.
0: Dig I it. well, I'm just saying. I know my shit, and Bacchus is not the person you should be singing to on this goddamn on this goddamn song. So move along, chucklehead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, next, next we have a very interesting cover of Neil Young's Cinnamon Girl. This was I another single off the album.
0: It was. I hate it.
1: <laughs> I like it. I like Neil Young. I,
0: I love Neil Young. I th- I love that song. That song was just it's one like their song like i get it but again if you're gonna do it make it interesting and this wasn't interesting to me it was like okay this is just like what was it what is it was it was it disturbed that did a sound of silence um oh, and, I, yeah. and i and i actually like that version of it because it is such a different take and it's not I really just hate
1: that version
0: see and but my, my thing is it's not like a disturbed version of the song it's like a different version of the song for me it's like okay yeah this is something you do live for the audience I I didn't feel like it's something you put on an album Um, I don't know it just it wasn't unique enough and I really like where Cinnamon Girl goes and so when it's not going to those places and not going to a place I necessarily enjoy musically or notes I enjoy musically it yeah that's me that's me
1: I liked it and I hated disturbs cover, so
0: well, there we fair are. enough. You know, again, guys, we don't always agree on things like we did with <laughs> regulation. Like that's a fucking I think oh. I can count on one hand the number of times you and I have completely down a line agreed on an album.
1: Yeah. No, I, it, it doesn't happen too often. Uh I do like a lot the next track. Yes, the liberation of the People's Technocratic Republic of Vinland by the combined forces of the United Territories of Europa.
0: Don't tell me that Borat was not a fucking typo negative fan. That (laughs) Sasha Baron Cohen did not think of that. Look at that album and go, I'm going to make a movie with a title like that.
1: (laughs) This is a a weird uh, instrumental, very military sounding, as you would expect. Uh,
0: I like it. It's just like a weird. It's a weird oh, song God. and I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's, it's something
1: very, uh, I mean, this is very Eastern European, like <laughs> fucking shit all. It, it, it is. And old it's a, Russia propaganda stuff. It's and like,
0: and it, again, it's a novelty song. And where have we been leaning towards this entire album? The novelty songs for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> then we got Wolf Moon including zoanthropic paranoia. This was another one like, you know,
0: it's fine. It, It, it falls into that trope, Joe, that I don't like of lyrics, repeating lyrics. And I get it, you know, pop sensibility, that type of thing. But my God, I don't need four fucking things of, Hey, Wolfman, come cast your spell on me. Hey, Wolfman, come cast your spell on me. Hey, Wolfman, come Jesus Christ, shut up.
1: We oh, get it. Man. Oh, man, you probably hate Hey You by Pink
0: Floyd. Hey, come on, <laughs> what's with all the Hey Yous? Oh, God. That's a little different. That's a little different. There's an actual story being told there of emotional it and other lyrics <laughs> so are going into said, it. Hey, you out there, you jerk. No, no you can waters. Yeah, Goddamn, Goddamn waters. waters. <laughs> Goddamn waters. You Is there anybody out there? He keeps
1: just asking that like a weirdo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know no it's just you know like beware the woods at night beware the lunar light like it it very much like there's i think three times like right in a row those things are done or not in a row but you know what i mean like there's one thing of lyrics and then it's right back to hey wolf man and then it's beware that like the, the woods at night and then there's another thing and it's right back to hey wolf man beware the woods at night and it's like oh my god i get it i get it ah yeah. that's me Why is there? Why isn't
1: there anybody out there? I get it, damn it,
0: Floyd. (laughs) Who's this fucking Vera Lynn He keeps talking about. God damn it! God (laughs) damn it, Vera fucking Lynn. Someone go find this bitch and shut him up. (laughs) (laughs) And then
1: uh, the basically the album uh, ends on "Haunted." I I I like this song. For the slower songs, I think it does does the job.
0: Yeah, you know me, I tend to gravitate towards the slower stuff. um, A lot of these
1: are slower, but this one's, for me, it felt a little more interesting and Mm -hmm. then going on to it, and And I think that's a better way to end it than the other songs that we kind of, our eyes glazed over with.
0: Yeah. You know, I will say like, I, okay. So yeah, my younger time, like with pink Floyd, right? Like dogs and, um, Adam heart mother, you know, those 18 minute, those 20 some minute track songs. As I've gotten older, I've struggled a little bit more with those things. Um, a 10 minute track is a little challenging for me in my forties. <laughs> however, I did really like this one. I think this is a, I think this is a great one. And, uh, um, you know, really, you should end. You should end the album there. But Joe, they don't.
1: No, they do the uh, the outro where they thank us again. Uh, <laughs> We're buying I, the album, like we get it. No, sound I, a little I, needy now, but all
0: right. I don't think there was a thank you. So but I remember, it's well, that's it. That's all we have. I hope it wasn't too disappointing. We'll see you on tour. Take it easy. Like, that's a weird way. <laughs> it's a weird way to end the album. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, if you're going to do like a secret track, like that would make sense, you know, like cracker where they have like 99 tracks and like, you know, one of their best songs, I think that they were wrote, which was a Euro trash girl is like track number 68 or 69, you know, I mean, if you're going to do something like that and then, you know, like track 45, you have this thank you. And then you have like another hidden track at like 80 something. Okay. Makes a little sense, but to just end a 15 track album with three short things, I feel like it was like, were they obligated by the studio? Like, give us 15 tracks? We'll give you 15 fucking tracks. That <laughs> could have been. Like, that could have been them thumbing their nose at it. I do... Th- I, I. That's the vibe I got. I was like, alright, someone told them they had to have 15 because of whatever number or, like, the well, studio wanted this.
1: Yeah, because without the... Cause that's weird because even with the, the... You count out the three tracks, it's still a 12-track album that should...
0: Maybe they needed to get it over seventy minutes. I, I don't mean, know. I'm, I guess I have to guess that there was something contractually, or somebody said somewhere, fifteen tracks or so many minutes or something because it just doesn't. It doesn't make sense.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, uh, everything else is like so tight, so it seems weird that that's how they did in the album. But I guess I mean. I guess I'll leave it to the suits in Washington to figure that one out.
0: Yeah, no. So, Joe, well, what was the what was the aftermath of this album for them?
1: Oh, this was uh, this was uh you know they did well uh, and they continued touring. Funny thing, October Rust was well received by critics. Mm-hmm. Black Sabbath's drummer Bill Ward ranked it as one of his favorite metal albums of all time.
0: Good for him. Good for them. And then what was it? What was the next one? Was that uh,
1: World Coming uh, Down? Yeah, that was bad, that was a bad one.
0: That was a bad album.
1: Yeah. That
0: was not a good. I album. I
1: remember my friend bought that and we sat and listened to it in his room, and I was just like, "This is, this is not good."
0: <laughs> I you know, I remember I'm not. Just,
1: I didn't listen to anything after it. Maybe I will at some point, but I'm just. I I think uh, Bloody Kisses and October Rust were. I mean, if you have two solid albums like that, uh, you did a good job. So, I mean, I don't really need to stray beyond those.
0: No, yeah. And if I remember, I think... Ah, fuck. Wasn't... Was... was I thought there was another one um, that was really bad. Life is Life is killing me. I remember that one. Because everyone was like, oh, this is going to be... A lot of people were hyping it up as typo negatives return to form like um i remember that and people were like oh my gosh blah 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 and then I, it leaked it leaked and people are like what the fuck is like this can't be real this <laughs> like i i really remember that that leak and people like no way! Like they're fucking with us. Like they put this out; it's a joke, and then it actually came out, and people were like, "Oh fuck, it wasn't a joke!" Like, what's wrong with them? But I think again, that was like shortly before he died, like a couple years before he died. I'm, I could be wrong on my. They time. Did an
1: album after that too? Did they
0: okay? I didn't. I couldn't remember if they did an album after that one. Uh, or
1: Dead again was ah uh, yes. I think they had, uh, I think Rasputin on the cover.
0: Mm, okay. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That's that's sounding familiar. Um, So, but yeah, no. It was released
1: like yeah, two thousand seven. So it was a few like three years before he passed away. Yeah.
0: Okay. But hey,
1: at least he had the two really solid albums.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Bands
1: don't get that, Paul.
0: No, no, (laughs) a lot of bands don't get
1: first times on this podcast.
0: Sometimes they're just
1: one and done. Sometimes they get the one hit, and then it's just like what are you doing?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, well, Joe, that's, that's, uh, you know, so let's go back to, uh, tribulation. Yep. Would you recommend that album?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I think, um, I mean, yeah, I think it was really good. So
0: yeah, I'm with you. I would completely recommend that album. Um, especially if you're listening to this, we're going to really, this is coming out on October, uh, on, on, uh, Halloween. Um, So um, I would completely recommend uh, that album um, to listen to uh, after you're done listening to this and uh, enjoy your, your Halloween festivities. That album will definitely be playing uh, outside my house. Um, Joe, would you recommend Typo Negative? Uh, yeah.
1: October I mean, it, it, as I got older, I don't enjoy it as much as I, I did when it came out. I mean, that's just because I'm older now. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff I just, I don't relate to, but I still think, it's solid it the the weird intro and outro is you know hasn't translated well into the streaming era but there's a lot of good songs on here so i would recommend it
0: so yeah you know I, i i funny you and i are in that same boat i remember liking typo typo negative a lot more and i remember having fonder memories of this album a lot you know beforehand and i was like god what was it about this album that like made me really like it? Like yeah. it must've been my place in time or wherever yeah. I was probably, you know, a lot of the horny horniness of it. Um, but other things with the two mixed of that Gothic type of thing. Um, <clears throat> I Our friends would. are
1: playing it all the time when we're all out and about. So there's like ah, probably yeah. some nostalgia in that too. A
0: hundred percent. Um, I would recommend it. I will say that I do feel like it, it, necessarily doesn't quite stand the test of time as maybe some other albums do uh not necessarily because of production but i just think the style of it like you know there was that as we talked about you know that there was there was the grunge and then there was the post grunge and actually they had such both short windows and for obvious reasons um but yeah i mean going back and listening to it i mean you you're gonna i mean it's we've reviewed a lot worse uh, than that album there's definitely some things on there and who knows i mean you may really enjoy that whole transylvanian uh side of it and again i mean it's it, it is a, it's, again it's a horny album so you can't it, those are those are fun because they just don't happen anymore nope no, at least in the know. rock world at least in the rock world thank god for black women R&B artists who are carrying yeah. the fucking world on horny music these days because mm-hmm. would, the world would be a much boring place if they weren't around doing it.
1: Oh, White people suck, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Joe, what do you guys got going on at the Joe now? Because it's obviously not Tammy and the T-Rex. <laughs> no, no.
1: Uh, we're finishing up Halloween month uh, this uh, weekend with Exorcist Two. <laughs> uh, uh, that was an ill-advised uh, movie on all fronts.
0: <laughs> Exorcist Two, really? God damn, dude, that's that's bad. That's bad, and that's coming from me. And I watch bad movies. Like that's one. I'm like, I've seen it once. Uh, actually, I okay, I've probably seen it three times, and that's enough for me.
1: Yeah, I don't know yeah. why you'd watch that three times, Paul.
0: Because I, you know, I watched it like when I was really young and i was like oh my god this is bad and then i watched it again i'm like it can't be as bad as i remember and then i watched it uh for the um third time because i had a friend of mine watch it and i was like dude you can't believe how fucking bad this is and uh yeah so um yeah that was that was it's bad it's
1: bad. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. It's not good, Paul.
0: Not no. Good. All right. All right, Joe. Well, uh, you're gonna ask me what we're gonna do next week. You didn't give me a chance yet. Okay, I'll give you a chance now.
1: <laughs> Paul, we're listening to next week.
0: <laughs> uh we had a, another fan request.
1: Who's this from, Paul?
0: Uh, this would be from one of our Canadian listeners.
1: Canadian, eh?
0: Canadian, eh? Uh, yes. And... Might it might
1: down under, Al. Ah?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, our Canadian friends are putting another shrimp on the barbie, job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Crocodile Dundee came with <laughs> You think that's a cheese platter? I'll show you a cheese platter. Um, And we are going to do, going in our way back machine, sir, we are going to do Tears for Fears debut album, The Hurting. All right.
1: All right.
0: Yes. So this will be our second fan review. Um, And uh, I don't know how much you're familiar with it or not. Um, I have fond memories of it. Um, So I'm, you know, looking for it. Um, I think uh, if you're familiar, um, I will give you uh, a. Well, I'm not going to read it for you. No. Um, There will be, if you're not familiar with it, there will be some uh, things that you will be. um going oh wait a minute i know i've heard that and you're gonna know exactly where it's from um so yes again as i will always preface with any one of our fan reviews we are honest to a fault so don't hate us if we don't like an album if we are very real with the album we will give you and be very genuine and i believe that this fan knows that um as i was asked hey um you know with what's going on will you guys still take fan reviews and i was like sure i'll still take fan reviews so there you go um so uh we will be doing the hurting all right (laughs) are you familiar with the album joe
1: i'm not saying
0: okay fair enough um joe do you have anything else you would like to discuss before we go no no i don't i do right. not
1: Paul.
0: i do i do i have a oh, psa here we
1: go Paul. i have a
0: psa <laughs> i do have a psa um it is by the time you guys hear this they will um the uh, uh the, by the next time couple, you guys
1: hear this will be gone
0: we will be gone we will be dead um <laughs> let's not forget i believe uh joe uh We'll be putting recently this out on the thirty-first, if I'm not mistaken. we know, get, it's getting close to boating season, guys. So, please, if you're in the states. Go out and vote. Uh, Voting is one of the most important things you can do. Um, it really is one of the big things you can you, you can do. And I will always stand by the fact that well, the presidential time gets a lot more media coverage, it's a lot more sexier to sell. Really, it's the midterms that really make up the difference on who's writing the laws. Uh, you know uh, what's going to happen uh, in terms of people. Um, uh, where the fighting's going to be in terms of, is anything going to get passed? Um, you know, is someone going to put up a, put up this bill and only have, you know, and it's not going to get done because you got so much infighting. So go out and vote, vote, vote like your life depends on it. Um, and that's what I'm going to say, Joe. Um, you
1: know what, Paul? I don't appreciate your radical voting agenda
0: being shoved down my throat. You know what, dude, that's totally fine. Um, but I have a white ass you can kiss. Um, and, uh, oh, I always
1: I, have to bring race and do it. Huh, Paul? I, I
0: do. I do. I always got to bring race into it. Um, uh, my white ass over here, you could come kiss it. Um, cause I will be in the voting booths doing my civic duty. Um, but again, yeah, no, it's so important. It's, e- it re-
1: it's easy to vote too. Like I do absentee ballots and you can track them and make sure they're, they're counted for Yeah. I yeah. did that uh, you know it's it's easy it's painless send am going to state of your state's uh website and they'll have all the information for you it's and if you can't find it there, there's a lot of resources out there to f- figure out how and where to vote
0: and, and and you know here's the thing too you guys you can get out of work <laughs> like yep. go vote grab some lunch and come back um you're allowed to do that. Like, absolutely. Your, your your employer cannot deny you that. So, you know, some of them will try to push you and say, well, can't you do it after work? No, I cannot. I need to go boat. So go boat, grab some lunch, and go back to work. You fucking earned it. Um, so, all right. With that, Joe, would you like to take us out? No. This has been Rate That Album with Paul Muadib and Joe Freming. Thank you for listening.